Welcome to No Life Fresno. Come with us and meet your neighbors as we dive into the world of Fresno art, music, food, culture, and everything in between. Howdy, howdy, y'all. Uh, this is Jonathan Lofi with No Life Fresno. Joined here with the ever amazing Arthur Robinson um, and Christian Hunter, No Life Fresno. Uh, Arthur, for those that don't know, Arthur has been an integral part of the music community and, and community in general uh, with photography and sometimes uh, doing poetry and just an all-around beautiful human being, and we are here. I'm very blessed to have Arthur on the show today. Uh, welcome, Arthur. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here, and I, um, wow. <laughs> this is wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, now I'm part of the No Life family. I'm just like, have an episode, and <laughs> my WAV files are downloaded, people are listening. So I'm really, really excited to be part of this ocean making group. Awesome, man. Yeah, we're, we've been anticipating you for some time here. We're really looking forward to it. Um, what is your relationship with Fresno, and how long have you been here? So, I've been here for. You know, say for like a couple summers and like a, a couple years of film school, I, I would say about like 33 years, so 36 now. And so, you know, <laughs> over three decades, I think that does allow some like I like I could say stuff and the things that I'm saying actually have some weight and value. And yeah. So that's kind of been. And then, you know, I guess my relationship with Fresno. Um, I, as the kids would say, it's complicated. I think yeah. the thing that I think about very often about Fresno, and I think about this, um, mostly in the sense that Fresno is like a microcosm of America. Yeah. I, and when I say America, I like to think of it as like from the top of Canada all the way down to Argentina, like like that kind of big, this is America kind of, Chattos can't be kind of logic. Yeah. Um, I think about it like, very much like I've been thinking about my nom de plume as I heard yours, Jonathan Lofi, <laughs> and I think about that. Um, I think about that often. Like, um, anybody ever see that movie uh, Videodrome, the night the oh, yeah. bird? Yeah. So, there, so there's a scientist in it. He's called uh, Brian Oblivion. And he has this line, which is like, Oblivion is not the name I was originally born with. Uh, that's my television name. And soon all of us will go by special names. And it's just like, look around Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, right now. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that, so I think about that becoming its art with words. And so it's one of those kind of things that I think, um, if that's, that, that was like originally, there, there's a multi-definitional reason why I use it. But, the first reason was I wanted to make like a memoir. I wanted to do like this is my autobiography, like yeah. much like um, uh, like Asashi Kaur and um, uh, Malcolm X have have their autobiographies. I wanted to have something similar. And the first line of that autobiography is like, "Every day I wake up black in cities that ain't." And so that's kind of like the complicated relationship. Right? What does it mean to be black in not just Fresno but in this world? When it's it's that kind of thing, so that's why I think there's a, there's levels of complication that is obvious, but it needs to be addressed because I think we kind of like 
I, I hear this all the time. It's like, yes, racism, white supremacy, sure, anti-black, it's all these, yeah. these, these aspects and more. But do you know what that means? Like, do, like, 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 what is? Let's define those things. Let's like, yeah. it, let's contextualize them. Like, like, like if, if this is the ocean that we are drowning in, <laughs> that we don't even realize because we're so busy being being fish. It's like, so what do we do about that? And so that's why I really want to like, like, have those kind of conversations and. and and that's what makes things complicated. That's what makes relationships complicated, uh, dating or otherwise. <laughs> I think that, you know, kind of getting older and just observing and having relationships and, and being open to listen and making mistakes and learning from mistakes and keeping making more mistakes and then the process with the conversation, I think it's, it's important that you said that. Like it starts with words, like, you know, uh, having a conversation that's open and and honest because no one's going to learn anything and, and there's going to be critique and people like in a position like myself being white and straight need to listen and go hey like take your glasses off and like just listen and observe um, I think it's spot on um, um, what do you think about that question? you know a lot's happened in the last few years obviously right in terms of uh, racial justice and equality and those things and how that's changing and I think the the most astonishing thing for me was like understanding my own lack of education lack of awareness because of you know whatever the, the lower middle class life that I was brought up in and the people that I you know I went to high school full of Mormons uh, <laughs> here to talk bad about Mormons but it was you know yeah. it, you know there wasn't really any introduction to, to diversity or any really any recognition of uh, individuals status in society because it was all the same right so you come from that world uh, in that conversation and then you you get out and you meet new people you go to new places and then you start to realize that like wow you know it's, it really has in a lot of ways just been there for you to take um, without needing to participate uh, in, the, in the narrative and understand the struggles that other people are going through and I think more so than ever I, I feel like I've been attuned to it over the last decade, but especially in the last few years, like really starting to listen, not just recognize that things are happening. So, well, that's always good to hear. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like it's a thing too. Like I was sort of raised in that environment, except it was more just evangelical Christians, and I was like raised in the foothills, and so and then. <laughs> um, and it's just so funny the fear that was always surrounding things and, and the indoctrination of like be afraid of those people or those people stay away from them, you know and so you know I was raised with that bias and so then you're getting older and I'm getting older and I'm you know especially when I moved to Tower and I met Moosh and like then my world just kind of like went what the fuck like I'm just like things kind of just like um, yeah it's it's a the work's always needing to be done and it's weird. Like, I've never done work. Um, I think that's, I think sometimes it's easy to do, especially when, you know, privilege, I can turn it off anytime I want, and it's, I don't have to worry about it, but other people are surviving, because yeah. the system is crushing, and literally, yeah. they have no choice, um, and so it's, like what Christian's saying, like listening, and also, like, what can you do, and also make yourself uncomfortable, it doesn't mean you have to take over and, and, and take up space, but, like, being mindful, I think, is, is uh, key. But then again, it's like, yeah, it's like, but each day is going to be a new, a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think about that all the time, about the idea of, 
Um, what makes a thing complicated? And it's just, I think, I feel like a lot of it is us. It's everything you want is on the other side of fear. And it's like, but we're so afraid to even just <laughs> entertain the notion of, of something different. Or like, we're so used to, we're so accustomed to the status quo or just like what's quote unquote normal. And it's like, well, why don't we reach out? Why don't we do this stuff? But then it's also, I, I think it needs to also be addressed that like a lot of the times like like you had to go to tower to actually kind of see the world. It's like if you didn't go to tower, then yeah. you would have just been on this track. And so it's like to diverge from those paths gets really hard. But I think what helps is possibility. And then you from that possibility you you will go and receive a new perspective and a new lens on life by like reaching out and going to those different whatever diversity that that you can conceive of. So you're, you know, you've mentioned starts with words, and that's like a big theme I've seen on, on, on your accounts. Um, and now, is that like your more poetry, or is that like your uh, also your photography account? So, when it comes to art, I don't feel like it's mutually exclusive. I actually felt that it was like so. I was trying to sell somebody on Instagram back in like 2012, and like it was starting to kind of like pick up. And the shorthand of it, it's like it's art with words. It's like that's what Instagram is. Why? Why would? Why should I be on another social media platform? This is why. And those four words just kind of like cool. trajectory, like changed the directory of my life. And then like, is, it, is, is it? It's art with words, or it starts with words? It's art with words. So like this entire time, like I was like, it starts with words, and then it's now I'm not standing correctly. <laughs> well, I mean, that could be like an eventual <laughs> show. <I'm laughs> no, no, this entire time, I'm thinking it starts with words, like that. Yeah, oh, well, thank you for correcting me. No, no, so I'm just like, but like that's sort of like the thing. It's like so taking that as like once again like a novel plume, just like putting that like putting a label on myself so people can like identify me a little bit better, I thought was kind of dope. But then but I also just started playing with it more. It's just like, okay, what is under this umbrella? And so it, yes, it's photography first, because it's like because it's like you you have these like going back to Instagram, it's like you have these you have the ability to write captions. So I have the ability to like contextualize much like if I was in like an art gallery and it's just like my art's up, but then like I can speak for my art in addition to the um, that old adage like a picture worth a thousand words. That kind of thing. So I can like add things. I can like I can explain what art <laughs> words is for, for people who might have missed that. You know? like, little 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 things like <laughs> that. that. Down down like, you know, it's always happening on the Instagram where I just like see words and like my brain just like you matches yeah. it, and so then it's like, and then that's what I think, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, and I hear you saying, I don't know. But that's the thing about art too, right? Yeah. It's like you can take like once I put it out, once it's put out, it's like it's up to the person's interpretation. You you've created an entire alternate reality. And I don't I don't mean to like shatter it. I mean no, I think no, I think you can shatter it if you want. No, no, it's, I think it's possible to have a multiverse. We can, like there, there's been enough fiction in the world as of late that that is, walk between worlds if you feel. So that's what that song called my Joe's about, walking between worlds. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
if you don't contextualize it for the, the original audience that might there, not be listening so to the other episode. That's a cheap joke with Christianese. It's a, it's a earworm that got stuck in my head. So yeah, I, 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 was, I was trolling him with a, uh, like a techno dance version of Hot Night Show, and um, it's been stuck in his head for the last three hours. Yeah, so, so sorry everyone. <laughs> I will move forward. Just spread the disease. <laughs> so how, how long did you... Uh, actually, when did you start... When did you pick up a camera and like start your journey with photography? So... That has like different points, and thank you for allowing me the space because we're gonna probably hit like the the, the big beats of a lot of it. So I think my mom giving me like a disposable Kodak was like big because it's like it, when I keep saying possibility and perspective, it's like this is kind of like a broken record theme in my brain right now. But I think about it because it really is like you don't think about this stuff until like someone gives you it. And then like, oh, I can take pictures and I can do that. And you know, the price point was easy as opposed to like having like an actual film camera and like that stuff. And back when things like Walgreens and like but now CBS and like it, I, I feel weird now like doing that age thing because, <laughs> because it's like I'm I, like I'm now I'm overthinking like about the potential audience of this, but like I feel like for our demographic of like who's used to like having disposable cameras and going to a drugstore and then getting the printout within an hour or even going to places that actually specify <laughs> that's how that's how old I am that those places used to exist and you just one hour photo and just come back. It was exciting, man. Yeah, of course it was. It's like it's I feel like it's it, it's it's a Polaroid but even more interesting because you can take more. Yeah. <laughs> and then you really don't know. It's like you're like holding your, like, did I do good? It's like, yeah. did, I, did all these shots suck? It's just like, and that's, I think, where the learning curve was. It's just like, you know, saving a couple bucks every week for, from an allowance to do that kind of stuff was like interesting and compelling. And then eventually digital started to come in and then like I, you know, I think once my again, my mom like got me for like my birthday one of those. Um, I can't remember if it was like sharper image or like another kind of like website, but I had this eye on like one of those double seven cameras. It's like a it's a lighter, like a Zippo. Oh yeah. But it was a camera, and so oh, it was like yeah. you could do like a spy camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I was taking pictures like that, and the, the quality was like a phone. <laughs> it was like phone quality, but like it doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> Like, it was just, like, dope taking, like, pictures in class and shit like that. And so, like, and then, like, eventually, 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 um, oh, I, I almost got the gun. Uh, going to phones, like, I got, like, an iPhone, and, like, I was able to take, like, I think the 4S, and it was just, like, I was taking pictures, and it's like, yeah, it's decent. Like, I'm just gonna put, like, I put it on Instagram, I'm putting it on yeah. Facebook, it's no big deal. It's like, this is... This is this is back before you like you learn about like JPEG and raw files and all, all that all those technical terms and stuff. It's just you want to put this stuff out. You just like the business isn't in the way or the the, the technicalities are in the way. It's just I want to take pictures. What exists right now that eases the friction of doing that? And it was your phone. And yeah. as all my favorite photography teachers have told me, it's just the best camera that you have is the one in your hand, so it's like you're holding your phone, it's the same thing picture. And so, and I never told this story before, so I'm really 
I'm really interested to see where you two are going to take this one. But. So, I was at, so it was summer 2012, um, Catac- I didn't even know it at the time, I didn't hate this stuff at the time, but it was like the first catacomb party. And I just like went because it was free and like, I never really talk about like class and like how much like, like the twenty dollars show, like a concert or whatever. It's like, well, I guess I'm not like eating for like a day or two, so like, but it was like worth it to kind of do that something. So, but like that kind of poor I was, and like a free show, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. And I remember going and just taking pictures of my little phone slash. Um, there was like a, a, a phone case that you could get that looked like a battering and, and I was using that to like take pictures and like that's where I started and like that weird <laughs> the fact that I was taking photos of my iPhone for, for way too long that I don't that I feel embarrassed to even say um, but yeah I was doing that and you know like my I forgot to charge my phone so it's like I was like my phone was dying and, it was getting around like five, six, and then well, I didn't know at the time Black Thief shows up, and I'm looking at like front row. I'm like like watching all these people that I don't know, but I'm just interested. I'm just interested in the vibe. I'm interested in the scene. I'm interested in being a part of something that does feel like summer camp to me. Yeah, yeah. And I see this basis, and she winks at me, and it was like, <laughs> no one's ever done that before, <laughs> and I'm also like, I'm doing two things, I'm doing, I'm doing did anybody else see that, <laughs> and did, did, I'm like, or, no, 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 there's no way, it's me, it's like, it's gotta be somebody behind me, it's probably somebody like taller than me, like, it's, it's like, but, and I'll never... I think Erica knows some of the story, but like I don't know how much of the story that she knows. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, so Erica Nigeria did this thing, and now I'm, I'm, I have a crush, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to use better words, but uh, the, the yeah. English language is lost. On me. Yeah, yeah, you're still there, and it's some part of your mind. Of course, I'm like, it's, it's art without words right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all it took, and then the the, the actual act of love like took me to a place where I was just really interested in kind of photography, and and that is kind of you know. And then fast forward like a couple years because um, I used to work on movie sets and stuff, just like a completely other life. But uh, somebody liked the way I, I, I'm doing this, this thing that I'm doing with my mouth and my vocal cords talking. They, they liked that so much that they invited me to go on like a road trip and they gave me like a camera to shoot behind the scenes stuff and the rest was kind of history. Wow. And, you know, like I, I'm a big fan of uh, giving flowers to people who deserve them and like giving thanks to people while you're still on this side of the earth. And, you know, Jeff and Michelle and later on, Brian Hartley let me borrow their cameras for way too long <laughs> before I could actually buy my own. Um, yeah, they're the ones. They're the ones who, to go back to what I was saying earlier, gave me that possibility perspective. They gave me an opportunity to shoot stuff. And so it's like, 
oh, I want to shoot this show, I, I can ask Brian for to borrow his camera, and then so many concerts and so many, you know, that's eventually, which leads me to both of you, which, like, the, the, I think we'd spend all day getting that story, but like, but yeah, like, I think that's kind of the long story wrapping up. Was there, like, significance to going to those events, be it free or not, I, I know you're talking about meeting someone you, you love and then forming those relationships and whatnot, but what did it, what did it mean to you to be able to be there, to be like, you know, comfortable in those environments. Like, is there is there there's something that just really captured you and kept bringing you back beyond the photography? Is there you know go back in, in an emotional way to those those times and how exciting was that for you? Yeah, uh, I wrote this like a couple like a week probably after it happened and. Um, quoting myself, um, there are things we want, and we want them so badly, sometimes it's hard to go home because it reminds, it reminds me of what I, what it feels like to learn. So it's like you're going back to like, like I talked about this earlier, summer camp, it's like, that feeling is great, but it's very ephemeral. So it's like, it's, it's like, it's this thing that I did, but you're, you're trying to go back to memory lane, but it doesn't really. There's like there's no bridge to it right now, so yeah. like it hurts because it, it's it's that twinge of nostalgia. That pain. Yeah. And so sometimes I think I'm only good at three things: making friends, kissing lips, and taking photos. And in those moments, I feel like I'm not trying to live in the moment. I am the moment. The connections being made are real. They are happening together. We are sharing a moment together. And there's no better feeling than that. And to take this step up, to take this all a step further, there's no better feeling than when you're on a stage in the middle of a set and the band is just crushing it. I know you know this job. And the audience is getting into it, enhancing that experience, just like like adding kindling onto a fire. And you know you know <laughs> that you have in your sights the moment. Capital T, capital M, the moment. And I'm fortunate enough to possess a device that allows me to capture it once I click a button. And I love that feeling, that feeling when somebody plays along with me and I'm, you know, <laughs> they like what I'm doing and that, that reciprocal feeling. And the thought of that and what I'm doing, what we're doing is great. And, that feeling, I want that, like, I love that, I love living in that, you know, some people live for moments and some people live for a living, and, you know, in, in those moments, like, the two, like, coexist, there's no, there's no dividing line yeah. that, and to really define summer camp for those who are listening, I think, for me, it's a place where good attitude and faith and participation is rewarded, and everybody just showed up with happy beer. And so that's a long-winded answer to answer your question. But that's what it's it, really beautiful. But that's the thing that I liked about it. That's the thing that I like about it. It's the contextualization of that. And that's why I like like <laughs> um, for those for to peel back the curtain, everybody. Um, 
I gave these guys a nice little confident gift because I'm recording the nice little new studio. Yes. And so I'm, I can see it. It's right in front of me. Uh, a nice little quote from Rudy Francisco, um, my, one of my favorite poets, um, called "Home is any place that makes you forget the world is on fire, at least for a moment." And so it's great to like remember those moments, but it's even it's just as good to be the one capturing them and like showing it back to you, like, "Hey, look this moment. Like, yeah. here's this photo, and here's this." Like this is a thing that we all did together, right? Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's just like hang on to it. And that's I like that, um, especially you know like the second brain of kind of thinking about it. So it's like you it like hey like if you can't remember it, ooh, like guess what? It's it's on the cloud. And, and what's interesting too, like there is you know you, you were recently sharing some of the photo stuff, Tyler, you you uh, shot last Tower Porch Fest, right? Yeah. There you know I was really looking through some of the stuff and I saw one of you shot of me and I was like. And it's interesting what happens, at least I like, speak for myself, is like, oh, I remember that day. And like, I remember like what happened, and then it's like that, that like how I felt. Or, like, it's just interesting how that, how a photo can do that to someone. It's like, it's really powerful. And and I think it's, it's, it's magical what you do. Um, well, I mean, like what's what's left after the moment's passed, right? I mean, you're responsible for those moments being real from that second forward that you clicked that button, right? So you, you're, you're an archivist, you're, you're in charge of history in some ways, and that's, that's such a, a fascinating way to be a part of something. For me, you know, it's like, I, I remember conversations, and I remember moments in time, but, you know, the, the voice fades after you haven't heard it, the, the, the face disappears after you haven't seen it, but when you get to, to give that back to someone, like Jonathan, or any of the artists, or any of the moments that you have, I mean, that's a, it's a gift to the world in a way, you know, that people get to, to look back on that. And it's a, a warm embrace from your passion to their, their moment in time. It's really, it's really special, man. It's really special. You, <laughs> this, this guy, this guy, right? You know, I mean, this is how I do a video. We're going to go along. We're going to get along so many. Because you didn't even have to say that when we first met. It was just like, yeah, yeah. Like, I met you at a show, right? Or yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. It's like, hey, you're taking photos. You're really cool. My name's Christian. Right? <laughs> I think I was like, I think I shook your hand while like taking pictures. And I'm like, I was just like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was doing one of those kind of things. But I was, you know, I was excited to, to meet someone who's there and doing that thing, right? Those are that's what I look for in, in life. Is people that are present and capturing a moment in, in a different way. If they're sketching on the street, if they're taking photos, if they're recording audio of birds and cars and trains that puts them in ASMR tracks, you know, whatever it is, like I want to know. I want to know where that interest comes from. You know? I know we're supposed to do like the plugs at the end, but like this is like perfect. Like, okay, this, 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 this is a great ad. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do, everybody. When you like that, you start with words and that's social media. <laughs> yeah. You can plug anytime you want, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I, I've said this to you a few times. Like, you know, the first time I, I was playing a show, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm always like nervous playing shows in general. That's just me, it's my own thing. And, I just remember like looking down and I, I see you with, with a lens and I'm like, this works. <laughs> I like this. And, 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 and you're behind the drum set and like that's that's you know that's how a photographer is supposed to work. I mean, I, I mean there's not a wrong or right way, but I just remember going, I, 
that's such a fantastic approach where it's just, I'm here. Like, yep. And there's so many bands that you've archived throughout the years, and it's like, you're a serious type of part to this community, especially with photography and art and words and, and your poetry. Um, and so there's something I was asked is, yeah. it's sort of like almost like, I guess maybe I can answer my own question, but maybe get a little bit more uh, solidified answer is like, the transition with poetry and photography, was that, was that already simultaneously existing at the same time, or did sort of, was there a point where that makes sense? Well, I think it's like, well, it's two things. One, it's, I still firm believer, they're not usually exclusive. Right, but also, but also, to contextualize it more, it was more like, it's faster to say a thousand words in an image than it is to spend a day, a week, a month to write something from the heart. Because it always, because for, for me, it always felt like I'm going to do open heart surgery and grab a handle and chew a chisel and really kind of like take a piece of myself and then digitally convert it to the ones and the zeros in the internet so people can kind of like get something. And then even then it, a lot of it was just kind of like getting it out. Like it was just this stuff hurt. There's a there's a thorn in my side. I need to get this out. And so the best way to do that is this long thing. And, and it's always funny too because it's like my poetry was there's a difference between, it's subtle, but there's a difference between the stuff that I write and the stuff that I just kind of, like, am, like, possessed to just put out. Mm -hmm. And there is some great stuff. And it's always weird, too, because it's, like, I never really, like, thought about, like, I mean, there's, like, five books in me, at least, and, I, like, I know I should do that, and I know people want me to do that, but it's like, oh, that takes time and inversion. So it's like, it's, it's like, like, like there's a cost to that. Like, I feel like people don't like, it, and it's, it's, it's not like it's a hidden cost, it's just like, it's, you're unaware of the cost. It's like, it's that thing where, like, putting your heart on the line, and, 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 is that, is that be a Well, well my analogy, not, <laughs> 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 I'm that five times fast, but this time, um, is, it's like binge watching. So like Netflix did this change the model of television by putting out like an entire series of yeah. a show. And you know, it took three, six, a year, maybe two years to make that show and millions of dollars and thousands of hours and hundreds of people and blah 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 blah. And you can just watch it at any day. And that's kind of how I feel about doing poems. It's like, I got myself to a place where now, on average, it takes me four to six hours to do a poem, but you're going to be done with it in five to ten minutes at the most. And that kind of, that kind of thinking tripped me up for a bit. Where it was like, well, what's the cost-benefit ratio of the? And and let's be clear, everybody. Like, I don't. The idea of capitalism, like the idea of like that kind of stuff, is like annoying and bad, and it does like cause a lot of um, 
I keep using the word friction, but it's true. That's like it makes it harder yeah. for me to do the that's thing. Okay, if, if, I, if I have a day job, and if I, it's like, it's like knowing when something happens in the world because that's ninety nine point nine percent of my poetry is that it is a response to what just happened in the city, the state, the nation, <laughs> internationally, globally, universally, and, and so it's like. Okay, I'm going to talk about this thing. I'm going to talk about Black Lives Matter. And it is weird because it is, like I said, it's not, it's, it's a, it is my body being possessed about the issues and what's going on. I am totally being reactionary, and yet it's, I'm, I'm always astounded when I write that stuff and then people like it because it's like, I didn't even like try. There's like there's typos and there's, there's spelling errors, but nobody minds that because it's just like, you're spitting so much truth, like, it, it should be like raw and it should be messy because it is complicated. And it goes back to my relationships. <laughs> and so, and that, but it, it gets it out there because it, it is. It's a thing that I find really interesting about even just having this conversation to uh, to like go beyond the fourth wall of this. It's like I'm saying things that that people listening. Okay, let's just be blunt. There's probably people who don't even know who I am listening to this. They're just like, it's Christian. It's Jonathan. And then guest <laughs> a third thing. I'm the third thing. And and that's fine. And then there's, and then I bet there's people listening to this who like are the Robinson. Okay, cool. I, I want to hear him spit. And I'm like, that's fine. And then they're probably like a uh, on a spectrum of uh, like different kind of things. And I'm presenting options, and I'm presenting ideas, I'm presenting concepts, I'm presenting feelings, and I'm presenting perspectives that I think a lot of people might not think about. And I think about that all the time because I can't not do that. I mean, my brain is a generator and it just keeps going and going and going. So when I think about stuff, I overthink about stuff because it's like, it, you can't, you, you can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I'm always really like fascinated about the idea of, like uh, taking this podcast, it's like, yes, it's a pro Fresno podcast, it's a Fresno podcast, like, but like, what's Fresno to the audience? And it's just yeah. like, you know, there's Fresno, Idaho, there's Fresno, Texas. No, we're talking about the fifth largest city in California. So like, let's contextualize it a little bit for those who may not know. Like, I'm fortunate enough, you know what, actually, I actually do feel like it's funny that I bet there's more people that are not for Fresno that, are, that will listen to this podcast than, than will not. And so... I do think, if not responsibility or obligation, or another word that I cannot think of, I think there is like a rationale of like explaining this and contextualizing this stuff. And so I do kind of want to like talk a little bit more about Fresno in the sense that like it's a cool place and you should check it out and it, it's not like a way station between L, like North Carolina yeah. and South yeah. and It's a real place. Real it's a real people. place with real people. You're yeah. listening to Ethereum right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, oh, I'm sorry. No, but, but, well, you know, it's like you're, you're going right into it. I was yeah, asking, yeah, what, do you, what do you like love about presidents? Uh, at least that's part of the question. Thank you. Let's go in on it. So, like, yeah. So, we, you know, those things are really reflexive, and I think 
when I hear, like, what I like and love, I always think about, because it's on a spectrum, I always think about the other side of the spectrum. So it's like, the oversimplified quick answer would be the people. Because the people that I know in Fresno are some of the smartest, most, like, magnanimous, generous, loving, caring, open, receptive people that I know. And I've already mentioned a few of them. I'm present company included as well. Uh, you have provided me so many opportunities and so many, you know, just, I'm doing this, this is more of a rap thought, actually, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> which, is, which is like, like, yeah, of course I'm grateful. Like, I, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And you are responsible. Like, everything that I am, I'm the sum of because of what other people have provided me. And why wouldn't I be grateful for that? Why wouldn't I love that? And I think about that all the time. I think about that before I even set foot on the ground. It's like, it's a, it's a daily gratitude practice. It's like, what am I grateful for? And it's just like, uh, Jonathan asked me to do it. <laughs> to just, just do a podcast. And, you know, and Christian's allowed me to do it in the space. Now he's here, and now we're having like a, kind of like a, a three-on-one kind of thing. Like, like thing with the audience, and I think that's really dope, and that's really interesting. There's no but, but I'm, I'm but before I, no but, I know, but, but, the transitionally wise, before we even get to that, I really want to think about what do you feel like in this project? So, to, to turn that question, not verbatim, but to, to be like, what is Fresno to you? Person, place, or thing, like the noun of Fresno, what is Fresno? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, to start it off, uh, I've only been in Fresno for a little over five, or right around five years right now. And so Fres Fresno to me is, I mean, it's, I came to Fresno at a point in my life where I think I finally started to understand what I needed and uh, what I wanted rather than chasing things that looked cool or pretty or that I thought I needed. You know, I mean, when I say that, I mean uh, the relationship. Uh, now, married recently, uh, a home with animals that uh, I grew up with, but spent so much time traveling out in the world uh, that I never made time to have those things that I loved again. Um, to guard it, to do all of that, uh, to slow down life a little bit, and not, you know, I, I chased the cork ladder for a really long time, and I hated myself at the end of it. Um, and I came to Fresno to have an opportunity to be closer to my family, for one thing, uh, but also to take, take myself out of that lifestyle that I had engaged in for so long of, of corporate to, uh, you know, bullshit, honestly. I mean, it's, it's fucking stupid. Um, it served its purpose, but now, Fresno to me is, is, is truly at home, and I haven't said that about a city that I've been in, uh, and that's six cities in the last 12 years. I haven't said that. And I'm so comfortable here, and I have these conversations with myself all the time because I was so used to moving around and doing new things and going to new places and living in new cities and all of that. There's this constant question, and Jonathan and I talked about this a lot, is like, okay, but if not Fresno, then where else? And then we start to fantasize, and the grass is greener, and there's 
things happening here that aren't happening in Fresno and all of that. But at the end of the day, especially with a project like this, with, with no life, really wanting to get people to know the city, wanting to get to know the city myself and the people behind it on a deeper level, it's home. I don't really, I'm not really looking to leave. I'm only in habit looking at other places because this is now the longest I've ever been anywhere since I was in a home with my parents growing up. And so I get this like this unease sometimes of like, oh, okay, you've been here too long. <laughs> like it's time to move on. But I'm so comfortable now that, yeah, Fresno to me is a, a great community, really close, tight, wonderful people, all the things you said about Fresno as well. And it's, and it's home and it's somewhere I want to be. And that's what's most important is that Fresno is somewhere I want to be. I would, I, you know, piggybacking on that, like, definitely home. That's just a simple answer, definitely home. Um, and something I've always said is people in Fresno, what I like about people in Fresno is they don't care about, like, what you do per se, but it's who you are. I mean, obviously, like, what yes. you do can define who yes. you are depending on what it is. Sure. But, um, but just for simple, you know, just a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, it's a and, and beautiful so sentiment. What I've really had the treat honor of being a part of this, no life, and interviewing people is I'm getting a deeper understanding of that person that I never really would have had before. And then after the fact, there's just an honest conversation that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. So it like, like I'm making these other connections with people I haven't really talked to that much because I just, you know, we see each other from afar in the scene or whatever, it's music or whatever it could be. And so like that's why it's just solidifying more of like why I love Fresno with um, the community and, and, and the genuine connections that you can foster and have. And it's not it's not overshadowed by, at least in the tower and downtown, by fast-paced business lifestyles. And I think, you know, you, you'll find those communities in other cities, and at least in, within our networks and the, the people that we know or we want to meet for those things. There isn't, there's not a feeling of, of pressure to perform in this city as there is in larger metropolitan areas where you, you, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you're trying to do this this thing that you're actually being defined by those around you, not by the things that you enjoy and you love. And what I know about Fresno, is, at least for myself, is it slowed me down to stop and look and enjoy and get back to things that I used to love, like my hobbies, building furniture, doing, doing other things, like actually give myself time to do that. Whereas for a long time, it was second, third, fourth, no matter how restorative it was for me emotionally to be able to make time for those things, it still wasn't the most important thing. The most important thing was the career and chasing that shit. Um, which, you know, serves its purpose. I learned a lot and considered it my paid education because I couldn't afford to go to school. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's made me stop and appreciate things on a, on a much deeper level because the city allows you to do that. It doesn't feel like you're in a rush to do anything. And for that, I'm going to give you a gift. <laughs> like you gave me an ad, I'm going to give you an ad. So I've been fascinated by No Life Fresno after listening to like pretty much all the episodes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what you're doing, what you're both doing, John, is uh, I feel like you've created a love letter. You've created a love letter, an open love letter, about the city of Fresno. And Every single page is written by each of its citizens. And so this is my page, and 
I think, for, for being part of that. And I think love has as many different missions as anything, and so that's what I'm using this as a transition to be like, there's also tough love. And so like, I think the things that Fresno needs to work on, like to improve Fresno, or to like get to a point where like the negative aspect of it is, in all honesty, I feel like it's like the indifference to it. Because I feel like the opposite of love is hate, it's indifference. And so when you kind of like realize that kind of stuff, um, you kind of start like, because I can be sympathetic to somebody who quote unquote hates Fresno, or, or, or like on a lower end of the spectrum, it's kind of like there's nothing to do in Fresno. Like that, that constant, constant, constant. There's nothing yeah. to do here. Meanwhile, there's like. Like, like literally, <laughs> we're doing this yet. while there's something like next door. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so, so. Like, swapping next door. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the, there's a crazy fallacy of that just automatically, but then. I think about those people. I think about the psychology of those people and, 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 and the psychology of me saying those people. But um, I, I just think about, like, okay, so what does that mean? Where is that coming from? What is that place? What What is that? And I'm still kind of, like, working out, like, I guess this is, like, a new poetry piece that I'm going to work um, I'm hoping to, like, get something of it before we leave today. But, uh, so I can like contextualize what sure, you're sure. saying. But what I think I'm fascinated by is when people say that, I feel like it, it, it's like that adage like hurt people, hurt people, right? It's like right. something happens where, where the city did some, or the people in the city, because I, 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 I keep wanting to kind of like gravitate towards people where like it just didn't work out or it just like or maybe this thing isn't for you maybe a swap meet isn't for you maybe kite flying isn't for you but there's something is and if we gave you the chance to do that you would do that it's I think about that during that from March to like June of like 2020 where people didn't know what to do oh, yeah. And so you're doing anything. You're doing everything. You're yeah. like, I just got, like, I got, I got some vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like the, the, the amount of people who became bakers, the amount of people who became oh, yeah. something other than the preconceived notions of what, as Bell Hooks best puts it, white supremacist capitals patriarchy made you do. That is huge. And so, like. If we had those kind of conversations with people, if we provided the spaces to even have the conversations with those people, I think that would be great. I think that's kind of like the bridge that needs to be built. I think it needs to be like, how can you even perceive of something if all you know is what you know? Like, like if you're in a box, if you're in a circle, like how would you get out of that? And. I mentioned it earlier about the ocean. Like, if you feel like you're drowning in the ocean, don't worry, just turn yourself into a fish. It's like, it's a thought experiment. But you have to kind of like, you have to have the imagination to get yourself out of the mental prison that... I think that's what you're saying is you're spot on. It's, it's, it's very easy for people to... Oh, and then they get like stuck and they go, oh, and then they perpetuate this, this system of shit and then there's, there's repeating it. It's, you know, just... 
Like, imagine, like you're saying, imagine and move forward and learn from it. And I think that's... You know, the last, in the last week, I, I've been in an Uber with a gentleman who is probably in our age range, mid-30s-something. Um, seemed like a cool guy, you know, whatever. I always chat with Uber drivers. I love knowing and learning about people and all that. And uh, he was dropping me off at Spokey. They had some Dutch friends in town. Oh. Where, uh, they parked their camper out front of my house, and they're on a the beach road trip. And they this bar. And I said, well, you know, do you hang out in the tower very often? And he's like, no. Like, downtown? No, not really. I said, well, where do you live? And he's, you know, maybe three or four miles from the tower. And I'm like, well, is there any reason why you haven't made it out to, like, the place you're dropping me off, for instance, Spokey? Have you ever heard of it? Have you ever heard of Goldstein's? And he's guy's like, no, I just kind of exist in my own little world, and I haven't looked outside of that. He didn't say it in, in exactly those words, but that was the, the response. It was kind of like, no, I've never really thought to try it. Right? I've yeah. never really thought to try it. And he didn't have a negative view on Fresno, or at least one that didn't come out. But the fact that this guy is probably spending most of his evening in this area and maybe just doesn't feel comfortable or doesn't know how to uh, introduce himself or doesn't, isn't comfortable in that way. And just kind of going back real quick, like that's getting to know your neighbor with no life is if you don't know how to talk to someone or you don't know about them or whatever, then you can listen and about Roger Robinson and go look at his photography and get the full person that he is in some context without actually being able you can be introduced to the, the owners of Spokesy and then feel comfortable when you go in there because you know who's talking about who. You know, there's a painter out here yesterday painting and uh, just touching up some walls and things. He says, oh, you know, what's going on in here? And he's talking to me. Oh, Josh, yeah. Uh, oh, Josh, yeah, yeah, Josh Wigger. Uh, no, 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 not Wigger. Oh, no. This was like a building. Uh, oh, yeah. Guy's like, guys like touching up corners. Oh, okay. No, I, I, know, I know Josh, Josh Wigger, but uh, um, he's like, oh, what's going on in here? And I'm telling him about this. And he's like, well, why, why is this an important location to you? I said, look out the window. You know, we've got the, the busiest corner in downtown, the, the cultural hub of downtown as of right now is on this corner, and there's everything going on, this, this, this. The guy says, I lived here my whole life, and I had no idea there's anything happening down here. I'm going to listen to your podcast, but now, you know, now I want to meet the people that, that do these things, right? And it's kind of a beautiful opportunity to be able to do that. So. It's like a bubble thing, right? It's just you're in your bubble, and you're, you, you take the bubble. You, you go to point A to point B, and you don't really think about it. Yep. We make these tracks, we make these tricks in our own minds, we, we think about it, like positive and negative, and whatever whatever the road that we built, the more we dig into it deeper and deeper and deeper, it's just going to, those things are going to flow more smoothly. And so, I think when we talk about the things that we're talking about, it's like... We're asking people to build a new road in their own. Yeah. Like, yeah. it will help, of course, yeah. but it's like, it do, it's going to take work. <laughs> and it does feel weird because it's like, but the road in my other hand, it's like, it's, it's so much easier to go down this way. It's and, easy. That's, yeah. that's what should be a little bit terrifying right. sometimes. Right? Yeah, it's, I, I think about that with the advent of something like a um, highways, freeways, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just like... You've created a thing to get you out of like the scenic route's the best route because it's like there's people <laughs> like, there's, yeah, there's, right. there's things that you can interact with there's things and sometimes I also think about that when it comes to like as 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 much of a bike advocate as you are it's like because 
biking because well, public transport. Public transportation that still needs to get a little bit better, but yeah. it's when you get out and you're walking, you actually get to like literally see your neighbor. It's like you're going to point A to point B, but it's not even point B then. Like point A to point B is like car, plane, train. Yeah, yeah. Like anytime else, it's it's going to be multiple points because you're going to different like your stops and then it's just you're going to different blocks and cross streets and all that kind of stuff. And so it does feel weird because you're flexing muscles that you never flexed before. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're all saying, I think, like, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think we all agree, it's just like, once again, it's like everything you, not only everything that you want is on the other side of here, but it's also like, if you even remotely tried the things. If life is an all-you-can-eat salad bar or, or, or buffet, it's like, we are giving you the opportunity to try things that you've never, not, not only never had, but like, probably never even conceived of. Yeah. And, if we make these with a low friction point, like free events, if we have like a porch fest or a catacomb yeah, or like all these things that made me that made it possible. One of the things that I never really talk about, but I guess I can share now, is um, the idea of like like promoters and artists like covering me to shoot shows. That yeah. was a huge thing that nobody that like never even talk about like yeah, like, no, I'm, like I'm not only like grateful for that but I'm also like that is a thing like that like you took a financial barrier for me to actually be here yeah. the fact that you like you know like that shoe that you were talking about the rock for autism the only reason why I remember that is because I took a picture of it that's how my brain works and but like in July 2014 I was just like you were the nicest person and and I touched it earlier with, with Christian, it's like, I feel like good people can find people. It's like, it's like we gravitate towards one another, and, like it's, it, and there's something about that, it's just like, it's gravity, it's connection, it's, all the stars are here, we're just, we're just connecting the dots and making constellations. And so I've been fascinated about, like, how sweet you were, and like, and, and like, how much you like. You called me a war photographer. Like, that, that's still like I'm never gonna forget that because who would like who does that? <laughs> nobody, nobody, like nobody. Yes, I did. <laughs> who does that besides? <laughs> like, well, I mean, but that's in addition to how unique that all was. It also kind of makes me like you more because you realize that I was actually doing like. You didn't need to know that I actually was reading and researching books about that for, for but you just picked up on that just by the way I was acting, the way it was like me behind the back taking a yeah, picture of <laughs> shooting you up. Like this, yeah, we're gonna be friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Yeah, yeah, and like, and then like a second later, I'm like hanging out with Audrey doing the same thing. She's like. <laughs> That's that's and and I think that's that's the other thing that I like about making art and all the stuff that we're talking about is like getting out of your head and just like 
being the, the truest expression of yourself and then kind of realizing that like in my head me would have oh, I don't know it's too yeah, personal space and all that activity. and obviously you do that stuff with good faith and obviously you do that like with consent and all that kind of Consent in the sense that like you can kind of see body language and stuff. Right. This is me talking to the audience. Like, don't, don't. Like a lot, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, a lot of the stuff that I did, audience. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a combination of a different time and a, a different people. <laughs> I mean, also you're reading the room too. Like, I don't know. You, you kind of took a chance and my language is like accepting it. So you're like, this works. This works. And I, I think that I it's that vulnerability that you have. I think that I. Yeah, this is right on because it's scary to be vulnerable. When someone is, it's there's something about that. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I was thinking about this. I've been treating like every relationship or every chance encounter, every meeting, every sure. what have you is like it's either a date or it's an audition. And it's a date when I'm feeling romantic, but like otherwise else, it's like it's, it's, a, it's an audition, and so it's like what? And I think about that all those years watching inside the after studio, like trying to be a theater geek and all that kind of stuff. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean to put on a mask pre-pandemic? What does it mean to kind of like? What is your body language saying? What does? What? What are all these things? And. That is also a thing that, that, yes, that did help me read the room, but it's also a thing that I think it really means something when you consider life that way, where it's like, you know, like, full disclosure, like, I was nervous when I got here. You know, like, yeah. I, like that's understandable. Yeah. I'm nervous too. I was like, I don't know, I was like, like, like you know, like, this is going to be put on wax, this is going to be recorded, so other people are going to listen to this, I'm like, yeah, but... But it really is like, why not? Like, you know, I mean, in addition to like, if I didn't do what I did, then I never would be where I'm at. You would like, I wouldn't be talking, you wouldn't be listening to it, that, that, that's obvious. But also like, even my mistakes have got me to a pretty decent place. Yeah. <laughs> if not like, got me in a relationship with like some of the best people on the planet. So it's like, why would I want to stop doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and so that like that's the kind of thing that has really been helpful, like the fear and anxiety and mm-hmm. all that kind of like negativity and that stuff. So let's talk about negativity and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, to to eventually get back to how I was feeling about the idea of um, what can Fresno do to prove itself or that those levels of like negative or that kind of line or thinking of that stuff. I, I, I was just thinking about those people and like I, I was doing this uh, the other day with my um, my coach Sarah so I'm trying to like learn how to do all this kind of stuff a little bit better. Not just like through business but like also just she she agrees with me. We, we both have this like idea that like all relationships are essentially the same, and I want to make that a little bit sound better to kind of like. But like I do feel like you know like dating is kind of like the same as business, which is the same as like a partnership, which is yeah. the same as yeah. like a working relationship and all that. Familiar, like 
that's, that's, that's all relationships, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I've been fascinated by that because it's like, we treat other things differently. Like, as I'm talking to the two married people in the room, like, obviously, you're going to work harder on your relationships because you made a commitment between this church and state and the people you love. And so I think there is something like, but like we wouldn't do that for like a business relationship or, or even, uh, we can go like a, like a friendship. Like if a friendship isn't working out, we just like block or we just like unfriend or something. So I don't, we, don't, we don't fight for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously, with consideration, like you're, you're, you have a racist friend, you're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. Yeah, yeah. But so my thing was like, I was just thinking about fear, and I was thinking about the nature of fear being like pieces of crap, and using it as like an analogy, or using it as an analogy, but using it as an acronym for like criticism, rejection, abandonment, and punishment. That's Sarah's, Sarah Myers kind of thing. So I want to give her credit for putting that out there. But it really does kind of make me think about this stuff. So if you feel negative towards Fresno or your hometown or anywhere, more often than not, it's probably one of those four things, if not a combination of her. You're, you're criticizing Fresno. And your criticism's valid or not. Like, that's a conversation. You've been rejected by somebody in Fresno, or like a business, or a community, or a venue, or an artist, or whatever, uh, and, and that, that also works for abandonment, and that also works for punishment. And so if, if we think about the psychology of that, if we think about those things that might be affecting somebody who does feel negative towards that stuff, like, you know, like, I don't like clothes. I don't like Clovis because I think a lot of people don't like Clovis, but I'll just be a little bit more blunt. I don't like Clovis because my family has experienced racial epithets. Every single one of us. Mother, father, me. Uh, it wasn't like all together. It wasn't like, oh, look at that inward family going by. It wasn't like that crazy, but it was really much like it. it so, like, why would I want, in addition to a trauma response and something triggering me when people mention Clovis, in addition to that, it's also like, well, why would I want it? Why would I want to go there because of my relationship to it? And so, but you need to know that because if you don't know I have those scars, then you're going to keep talking about it in like a favorable way. And so, sure. or whatever way that you have, like what, like you said, like the privilege thing, it's like you can, you can kind of turn it off. You don't have to like worry about like going, go in there and then but and even as I say that I'm not really saying that like in a in an attack or like in defense in a defense for Fresno or like it's not like north south because I think um, Malcolm X I think really did have like a, a better way of like explaining how like the south is like north of, uh, south is north of Canada the kind of things like like this nation this, this world kind of like a lot of things, so I don't want to put like, oh, now all the races are in Columbus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, know what you're, I think I know what you're trying to say. It's like there's this idea of Clovis. I, you know, I, I work in Clovis, and I grew up around Clovis, and I 
And like, there's this idea like, well, Clovis is the racist place and act like there's not racism in Tower or downtown or in Fresno. And so it's like, oh, that's the bad place. This is the good place. But yeah. it's like, yeah, I think there's like shit everywhere, and there's good work to be done everywhere. Um, People like their villains. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. easier to point. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's And so, and it touches back to like what I was talking about earlier about like the complications and stuff. So it's like, I'm a big fan of boards mean things, mm -hmm. and so like it's great to like unpack these things. It's great to like, like, like yes, as, as exactly as Jonathan said, it's like. If you're pointing the finger there, it's like three more pointing back at you kind of thing. In addition to that, it's like, well, let's actually talk about this. Like, let's actually talk about what is what. Like, why do these, why do things happen the way they happen? We don't really have these kind of conversations really so much. Can we get to a place where we're actually talking about these things? Um, can we do it in a way that's actually... Like, how do we make this, this thing that we're doing right now, how do we make these spaces more, like, how do we do town halls? And yeah. and also, like, how do we do town halls without the city? Because I think... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, that kind of... Because that, that is a whole separate thing that I think also needs to be talked about. Like, when I try to talk about... I, I mentioned the buses earlier. Like, I remember when, because it wasn't so long ago, I remember when buses were free. Yeah, yeah. The, like, yeah. It was under the pandemic, buses are free until the pandemic is over. And then cut to, I think, September of 2021, where it's like, now they're a dollar. And they were selling it as like a gift or a prize. Like, look what we did for you, city of Fresno. Buses are now a dollar. What? Motherfuckers, they were free. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And when I say that, I sound like a crazy person. Yeah. Because... I'm like, oh, it's a dollar. Well, but it's a poor tax. Like, people don't understand that. Like, why? What? Like, we're already our taxes already paid for so many yeah. so much of this stuff. So it's yeah, like, right. what? What is? What is my do dollar and the dollars of everybody else who's using public transportation really doing? It's not paying the bus driver. It's not paying. Like, what? Like, what? Is, what is going on? And so. That's kind of like been a huge shift for me too, which is like it it, it, it kind of it got me into more activism, photography, and photojournalism, but it also got me into saying what I'm saying because it's like nobody else is really saying this stuff, so it's like we gotta talk, yeah, we gotta organize, we gotta like let, let's get together and like really do this because the way in which the system is already working, like. How, like, so I'm supposed to, like, either take a day off of work. No, I think that's really it. It's like, because all, all of the city hall, town hall, whatever, they're always, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I remember taking a day off work to, you know, represent part of what was going on in the tower. And it was just like... And then the, the parking meters were still going. And someone was like, hey, can we shut those off? Because yeah. this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. if you're trying to like give our voices and you're charging us for parking, like that. And they quickly obliged it. Which is, and so I think it's like, you're, what you're saying is, I think right on point, I think what the city is, is they're kind of sometimes, once the community starts really giving their voices, oh, like, you're actually worth paying attention to. Well, we're tired of doing your job for you. So, yeah. like, 
And we'll do it ourselves because you're not really doing anything. Well, it's like you're representatives yeah, of, yeah. Us. of us. <laughs> yes. And we, like, it's, it's all... It's all the shit that, that that's like the basis of all this. It's like we pay you your salary to do shit for us. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like the other way around. Like they think that we work for them. It's like, no, for us. Well, well, it's 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 like weaponized gratitude, which is yeah. like you should be happy that we did this for you. We should be happy that we bought bought, bought the ta- <laughs> by the by the tower theater and like yeah. like first of all, I know what you do, <laughs> so yeah. like I'm not really that too enthused about. The city of Fresno owning the town. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's definitely not an ideal situation. Like the lesser of two evils is evil. Yeah, <laughs> it's still like, evil. Like, like, like the funniest thing, like, 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 as a poet, I feel like I got to explain to all these people. It's like the bar is in hell. Yeah. And <laughs> instead of trying to raise it, you're. You're doing stretches about to, to limbo with the devil. <laughs> like what? You're so happy to do it. You're getting in line right now. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was. I just wanted to touch on that, like the, the town hall aspect. But yeah. I think it's a bit of a, a dream for Jonathan. And I, I can't speak for you, but in terms of how we describe the project over time. Right. Is some sort of common ground, some sort of unification, or when when these conversations need to happen, we can shine the the bat signal into the sky, and everybody can hopefully someday come together onto this common ground, this common interest to have those conversations. And I'm not saying that we'll be responsible for that, but the facilitation that, of that. The I facilitation think it's like the table's that. here for everyone. I think yeah. that's what a tradition that you're trying we, to say. We want to give as many people in the city the voice that they don't have and that they need uh, as we can through this. It's, it's not in our self-interest, we just happen to be the facilitators of this. It's in the interest of the city and anybody that needs a, a, any sort of platform or a safe space to have those conversations should have one. And if it can be provided in, in, in hopes that everybody can feel comfortable with us doing this with them or giving them that platform, the more people have that opportunity. And if, if that's all we provide at the end of the day is a safe place for people to have those conversations, I, you know, I, I can be no, I mean, I'm proud of that, yeah, right? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's something that needs to happen. I think the biggest thing for that is like the practicality of it because it almost has to be, I mean, it goes without saying it has to be kind of like anti capitalist. It has to be done yeah. in a way where it, like no one should have to like take it, like lose money because it's like some of us are fortunate enough to, yeah. Yeah, to participate. Like some of us are fortunate enough to have like pay time off. And if you don't, then you're losing money to to Absolutely. No, I, I think and that's insane. <laughs> you know, it's it's like my father used to say. It's like just because it's making dollars doesn't mean it's it's making any sense. And so, like, that's kind of, like, how I feel, like, the, not, like, in addition to the facilitation of that, like, like, let's, let's go, let's, like, build that bridge, let's, like, let's have, like, Common Grants, I think, is perfect for it. I think it, it really does work for that. It really does, like, okay, we're going to talk about these issues, and we're going to do it in such a way, um, just off the top of my head, like, okay, if you, for some odd reason, you have to like, you gotta take a day off. We'll cover you. Like then, then we get to like mutual aid. Then we get to like so. So now you don't have to worry about that. We're covering the babysitters. 
if you can't, you know, if you can't get the bus fare, we got your bus fare. Yeah. And yeah. We'll get you by whatever you, you know, whatever it takes to get the person to, to feel comfortable and, and say what they need to say. Yeah, exactly. We want you in the room. We want your voice. We want to hear your opinion. We want that. And so, and that's I think the biggest thing about it, which is like, because the systems that we have aren't working, and a lot of y'all like think the people who create the problems. You think they have the answers and solutions to the problem? Fuck no. Right. Like we tried nothing. We're all ideas. We tried nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it's done. Well, that's all. Screw, screw that up. Jesus. So I guess you know, a couple final questions. Like you've given bits and pieces already, but like with the listeners, uh, what advice would you give to people coming up in the community, whether it's being creative or currently being creative, or just about pursuing themselves or art? Dramatic pause, but <laughs> I am very much like because I was gonna say just do it, but it's really what's the what's the do? Right. The work. So what's the work? The work is making the thing. What's the thing? Whatever you want the thing to be. A lot of listeners listening to this. You've done this in some form or in some fashion. You've made a painting or drew a picture or took a photo or wrote something, wrote a letter, I guess that's a little bit better. And then you did it again during the pandemic, which is still going on a little bit. Like, don't be afraid to do it. And I think it's, when I say everything you want is on the other side of fear, that is, that is why I'm saying that. The fear is the wall, but the wall isn't real. So, you can keep, you can do whatever you want to do. The hard part, I feel like, if, if people are asking that question to me, because I really want to answer that like specific or sure. that specific person, but in general, I feel like what? Tell me what's stopping you. Tell me the friction points. Because I'll put some WD on for you on it, and we'll, we'll solve that right. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about it. Which is like, if you're afraid of doing that, if you're afraid of people judging you, people are gonna judge you. That's, that's what people do. That's, it's humanity. But you kind of have to... It's kind of like, why would you not want to live an authentic life? And in a, like, you're, If you're living an inauthentic life right now, like, you're okay with that? You're, like, like, you're content. Do you want to be happy? Do you want joy? Like, because those things are hard. Like... Like, as I said, I'm talking to two married people. Relationship-wise, you made a choice with your respective partners initially to be 
to, like, you want them in your life. Yeah. You, 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 you looked at them, you just saw them, it was like, bam. Like, that, I, I need to have this in my life. So much so that I'm going to make a commitment to other people, including my prospective partner, yeah. <laughs> to prove to to prove to them, to prove to everybody, to prove to myself that I want this. Why would you do that for the art that you make? Why would you do that for the life that you want to Oh shit, that's real. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Speechless. Yeah. over here. Um. How do you go? By the way, <laughs> yeah, we're not stopping you either. You just... Like the mics are on the ceiling, so I can't drop the mic. But no. <laughs> no. No. But, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> confronted with, with that reality in the way that you just put it is something that it, it requires you to stop and think about what you said. And it, it, you did drop the mic. <laughs> it, it, it hit hard. And I'm just I'm amazed kind of blown away by how you frame that. It's really a special thing. And I don't know, you know, you, you want to address the individual needs and wants in, in terms of creativity and those things, but I don't know if you trust them all in any other way than what you just said. There is so much like, wisdom and kindness and compassion and grace in what you say, Arthur. Uh, you are a beautiful human being. It's been such an honor uh, and a pleasure for you to be here. Uh, and we want you back. We want you back. <laughs> and when you just want to sit and see a flat wall, it's always open to you. We're just like a knock on the door, special guest while you're recording. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, it's our friend. <laughs> no, just come, come sit in here and talk. You're always welcome. It's a place for everyone. And it's not about content. It's about that. It's about a voice. It's about a place. It's about a position in the community that you can have. Yeah, in a world gone cold, uh, people like me, you know, change the temperature a little bit. And that's all I kind of want to do, just like pour things up for you. When you hand it in your heart. One of the many things we love about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Lofi. Christian Hanna-Sawyer. I'll see you all down the line. And, and Arthur Robinson. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank <laughs> 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 you. Oh, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. Oh, oh my goodness. This has been a No Life Fresno production, a branding department brand. To learn more about branding department, visit brandingdepartment.com and check out our full blog of No Life Fresno content, including these recordings at nolifefresno.com. Music by Jonathan Lofi.